Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everybody, welcome to the Billboard on Broadway podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Millsoff, Deputy Features Editor at Billboard and Broadway expert here. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you may have noticed I've been posting episodes a little less frequently recently. Uh, that will be picking up soon. Uh, Billboard actually just recently moved its offices, and I am now sitting not in the uh, billboard archive library of yore, but in a sort of fancier feeling podcast studio. So exciting times ahead, more episodes coming, and thank you for your patience as we've had a little bit of a transition recently. So on the podcast, I talk a lot about the overlap of musical theater and pop music, as you know, uh, and that usually means composers who are very influenced by pop or are in fact from the pop world and are now coming to Broadway. But there is another huge way that this crossover is happening. Performers from the pop music world who, whether they're originating roles or stepping in partway through a show's run, are trying out acting and singing on Broadway. This has been going on for many years now, not exactly news, and uh, plenty of performers who aren't known primarily for their theater talents have made very acclaimed appearances on Broadway. I'm thinking of Everyone from Jennifer Hudson to Reba McIntyre to Sting. Uh, some shows like Chicago and Kinky Boots became known for seemingly every other week having a new pop or rock star step into a lead role. Uh, my guest today is about to do just that in Sarah Bareilles' beloved show Waitress. Joey McIntyre, well, if you're an 80s kid like me, he really needs no introduction. You know him first and foremost from New Kids on the Block. Uh, but he has actually been a theater person for a very long time, uh, decades, in fact, at this point. He's done musicals on screen, off-Broadway, very far off-Broadway, on-Broadway. He has sung musical theater on a boat, if you're familiar with the New Kids on the Block cruise. Um, in short, he's not just a famous guy who is dropping into a show for a few weeks uh, because it's convenient. He has always seemed to me like a true theater person at heart, despite that whole other career he had being, you know, a heartthrob in a boy band. So I was excited to talk to him about joining Waitress, where he will be playing Dr. Pomatter, the main character Jenna's sort of unconventional love interest, and about the theater nerd I always had a sense was at the heart of Joey McIntyre. Never Hello, how you been? 
just kind of starting rehearsals now, or how are how are things going? Sort of getting into character. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm in rehearsals. Um, I started last week, and yeah, it's it's um, it's going really well as far as just you know they're they're taking good care of me, and um, you know I think what I think about first is just like you know, the role of Jenna and, and how much she has to do and how much generally people on Broadway have to do and have to be ready to do, you know, it kind of puts it in perspective, uh, you know, with the swings and the company and, you know, having to go, you know, any night with, you know, three different roles. So keeps it in perspective that like I have enough to do, but it's not too much. And Dr. Palmer, the role is, is really fun. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, who this guy is and how I can, you know, play him uh, most authentically. And um, but for the most part, it's going really well. And I mean, you've played a pretty diverse range of roles, but I feel like singing gynecologist is probably even standing out among them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's a first. <laughs> That's the first I've I've heard of, of that description. So thank you. I I'm so happy to put that down on my resume now. It's, um, it's true. Yeah, it's it's um, it is. You know, it's 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 um, a lot of ways to look at it. Uh, one of them is that you know people are people, you know, come to the theater to be entertained. You know, and so there's that side of it, and it's like, how do you make this guy, you know, funny? Um, but not crazy, you know, how, do you, <laughs> how can he be, how can he push the envelope, but also still be trustworthy to, you know, deliver a child and be a trustworthy, you know, doctor. And then, you know, obviously the, the storyline between the two of them is, is pretty, uh, controversial to say the least. Um, you know, and then balancing it with just being grounded and, and cause people come to the theater to be touched and changed and, um, so it's it's um, it's that mix that I think, you know, as a performer and an actor, you just got to touch on everything and then hopefully, you know, do enough work on everything that you can just finally let it go and just pray to God and the gods of theater that, you know, let's just go out there and have fun and, and just let it let it go. Well, it's uh, it's become such a beloved show that. I think that uh, everybody will be very happy to see you on stage. Um, I mean, I know that musical theater has been a part of your life for a really long time, but um, Mm. I have to imagine that, I mean, you were starting a professional career at the time when a lot of kids are just starting to figure out what kind of music they like in the first place. So I was curious when, when your first exposure to musical theater happened and how did you kind of get into it and when? Well, my, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, the youngest of nine kids and my, my mother, you know, sang and performed when she was growing up and different school plays and then, you know, the, in, in church and, um, you know, then on my dad's side, I mean, growing up in Boston and politics and he was in the union and politics back then were very, I mean, uh, as he would say, it's, it's, it's all showbiz. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and obviously it's I mean, you, you don't have to, you know, look, look, look who's in the White House now to see the, the connection between showbiz and obviously uh, be, <laughs> regardless of what you think of the current state, it's it's pretty wild, the connection, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's just 
how it is. But um, so I, I, I grew up around that kind of a vibe and we grew up four blocks away from the oldest community theater in America, actually. It's called the Footlight Club. And I didn't know how lucky we were. You know, we it's a 250-seat theater, like, beautiful. I mean, it's in great shape now because of the members and just the hard work. But, you know, when I grew up, the, the ceilings were, you know, it was like a the theater was, you know, a lime green, like the, the ceilings were literally, you know, falling down, like <laughs> they were peeling down. There's something... It was probably a hazard, you know what I mean? You just wouldn't <laughs> be able to get away with that. But it was a wonderful place, and, you know, just to, you know, have that gift of the theater and see the joy it gave my mother and my whole family, um, you know. And, you know, some of us were on the stage more than others, but um, it was just something that was very natural. Um, and so, and I and I kind of got it right away because it was just so much fun. It was It was the creating, it was the rehearsal, it was... You know, it was the backstage stuff that really kind of keeps you coming back. And then, you know, to be able to have a chance to light it up on stage and, and have some of those moments, it's really, yeah, it's really like a bang, bang kind of a deal. And um, so it was very natural. Yeah, it was very natural to me. And, you know, and then, you know, new kids came along at a, a very early age. And, yeah, I just kind of you know, rode that wave and it, it was what it was. And <clears throat> like everything in a, in a, you know, metaphysical level, I mean, it's just the, the give and take, you know what I mean? That the, the balance of life and, you know, you go hard with something, you also have to uh, decompress, you know, so mm-hmm. you, the, the, the journey comes with its ups and downs and, you know, um, the train kind of has to get off the tracks and, and um, figure out where it wants to go again. Um, I kind of always, you know, um, you know, wondered if, if, you know, what I would, you know, what I would have done otherwise, I probably would have continued doing theater, but maybe it had just stayed, you know, in a community level. And, you know, there's so many great, you know, actors and performers at, at a community level that just decide this is what I love to do, but, you know, um, I have to support my kids or life, life happens, you know, and Mm -hmm. not everybody goes to Broadway. So, um, but here I am, you know, and (laughs) and I'm happy to, yeah, I'm happy to get these opportunities and, and make the most of them. Well, I I was going to say that something that sort of impressed me about your theatrical career is that you you it seems like you genuinely enjoy doing it wherever it is. I saw that you did cabaret in Alaska, which I like have to know yeah. about. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got, you know, the, the the full story is that I get this email and it says offer. And, you know, I'm pleased with where I am in the offer land, you know, but, you know, I know, you know, it's, uh, I guess I know how amazing I am, but not the whole world knows how amazing I am. So (laughs) so I get this offer and I'm like, hmm, what's this offer going to be? You know, and I I scroll down and I'm like, I'm trying to read through the lines and I'm like, oh, it's for cabaret. You know, that's cool. It's a great show. And then it's like Alaska. And I'm like, Thank you. No. Um, <laughs> and not not that I'm poo-pooing it. It was just I was just about to move to New York and it's in the spring and, 
blah, blah, blah. And I'm laughing at it, really not condescending because, again, it, it, the play is the thing in the process and, you know, working on a show like that and with, with a legit production company. But anyways, then I was like, wait a minute, this thing rehearses in L.A. for two weeks and then I'm up in Alaska for 10 days and I get to play the MC in this iconic show. And sure enough, it was a wonderful experience as as it usually is. Um, and Alaska was so cool, just a great vibe. Um, the cast was phenomenal and just like a family. And we were all kind of just taking this cool trip up to Alaska. And again, you get to, you know, play this show that, you know, 50 years later is sadly all too relevant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In the world of what's going on. And, um, you know, and uh, so I, I really grateful and cherish cherish that that performance for sure. That's amazing. Um, I mean, speaking of doing shows in unexpected locations, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about one of the first shows you did, uh, Jonathan Larson's Tick Tick Boom, um, mm. which I have to imagine that you know at the time that you did it, it wasn't so as common for someone from the pop or sort of better known celebrity world to to come mm. to theater and certainly not to do an off-Broadway show in a tiny West Village theater. So I was curious, yeah. sort of, how did that come to you? And were there people telling you, like, Joe, don't do this, like, bad idea? Um, not really. I mean, I didn't have a huge team back then. So, <laughs> um, um, you know, again, I, I mean, they, 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 they reached out to the right guy, in the sense that, like I said, you know, I grew up in theater, so it really didn't matter, you know, what the capacity was or what the paycheck was. I, I knew, you know, theater is a vocation first. You know, you, you have to want to do it. You have to love it. Um, and there's plenty of people that don't do it that, for that reason, and it's fine, and it's usually – is stun casting and, you know, you can have a conversation with them and, you know, within a minute where they're coming from and that's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to, you have to get turned on by eight shows a week. Um, and, and so when they asked me, when they reached out about tick, tick, boom, I mean, it was, you know, they, they, they didn't reach out to me because, you know, they thought I was, you know, the next Raul Esparza, you know, uh, they had no idea, but, um, you know, I went and see the, sh saw the show and I saw Raul and he was fantastic. And, you know, immediately I was like, okay, I'm, I can't do what he does, but I, I know I can bring something to this and kind of carry the torch. And, um, it was, it was thrilling. I mean, I, I, I guess I was, cool enough to know that doing a show in the West Village in New York City was pretty fucking cool, you know, mm -hmm. and it was, a. I mean, I, again, another thing I cherish when I'm riding my bike on the, you know, along the Hudson and I look up and I see, you know, uh, just to describe those who don't know that theater, that's really not there anymore. I think it's a super, it's kind of a fancy hotel now, but it's, it's like this five story brick building and they turned this like. Uh, it was more like a, I don't know. I think it was like the restaurant part into this theater. Um, and, um, and our dressing room 
was all the way up on the fifth floor, but it was like this octagonal um, round like room at the top of this building. And that was, you know, you know, I, I say it's my first New York dressing room, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and so those times are super special. And at the time it was like a halfway house. So oh, wow. you, you would, you would walk down, you'd walk up to the fifth floor for the dressing room and then you'd walk down <laughs> the hotel down like this really, you know, dark hallway with like, you know, missing light bulbs and like down this, you know, you know, what looked like a, a, a fire escape and then back in through the back, you know, uh, backstage, which there was no backstage. It was really just, there was no backstage. And, um, but what a role, I mean, on stage for an hour and a half, no intermission singing like 13 songs and just fucking going, you know, pedal to the metal and, and a Jonathan Larson show, which frankly, I liked a lot more than rent rent. I mean, I know it's sacrilegious to say, but it never, that never spoke to me. I think tick, tick, boom was before rent and yeah. it was much more traditional. You know what I mean? Much more inspired by Sondheim and, and that kind of a, a little bit more traditional, which, which just kind of, you know, fit me a little bit more. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> well, I mean, the the songs seem, I mean, from what I've heard of you singing them, I mean, they seem really sort of well-tailored to your voice and like and like a very good fit. Yeah, where 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 did I sing them? I want to. Where's the, where's the tape on that? I don't know. They're all like they're all over stuff or whatever. They're all over YouTube. I feel like I discovered this like a Broadway show that you did on a New Kids on the Block cruise, perhaps. But oh, is that okay. a thing that happened? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, people people like the fact that you did Tick Tick Boom. Um, I mean, you mentioned Raul, and I realized that you. I feel like you have a habit of stepping into roles directly after the originator and right. the, all of these well, gigantic I did. people. I had a streak there, yeah. With I, him I and Norbert. Right after Norbert. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this time with Dr. Palmer, I'm, I'm, you know, not so much, but, but you know, relatively close. Um, You're close to, but, Gra- to yeah, Gavin Creel, was- yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's a good guy to follow. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, Raul, didn't Raul, isn't Raul a, a Tony winner? He must have won. Yes, some, for some sure. Point. Yeah. I, I vote yeah. for a company, I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So now the new story, the new story is I only follow Tony winners. That's my rule now. <laughs> my New York rule. 
Yeah. It's part of your writer now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that has to be, I would imagine it's intimidating, but also it's a good learning experience. I mean, have you, do you feel like you've learned certain things watching these guys, like before you go on? It's, you know, maybe I was too naive and, and just knowing that I had to like jump in, um, jump into you know doing tick tick boom i didn't i i just instinctively knew the kind of performer raul was and he was a force of his own and then i but i knew what take i would i would do myself Mm -hmm. so it, it there wasn't that conflict same with wicked um i mean frankly not to get controversial but i mean i don't think I mean, Norbert, that wasn't the role of his lifetime. I think he was ready to go in a couple of Tonys, and he did mm-hmm. after he left Wicked. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I I really felt like I could jump in and, and bring my own, you know, excitement to that role. So I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to steal this, going to steal that. And then... um you know, right now it's a process, you know, it's like the same with, I've seen three guys do Palminer, you know, I've seen Drew who originated, I've seen Eric and I've seen Gavin Creel and they're all lovely and really smart and funny and quick. And there are certainly moments where I go, oh shit, you know what I mean? I'm just not, that's not what I do. And I'd like to do it. And okay, maybe I'll steal one or two things, but you know, I think there's a day you know, I like I gave myself a day of just like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and and cause it's just weird. You know what I mean? You 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 have to watch them, you, but you don't really want to watch them. But you have to. That's just part of the process because you got to do what's right for the show. So if they're doing something that works, then you got to you got to be open to that. And, uh, you know, again, it was really fun watching them but um so that's part of the process and and um you know just just making sense of you know you know what what to take and and what to uh what to leave had you and sarah crossed paths before or is this a first kind of meeting for you two this was the first yeah and i never met her before and i met her the other night i saw her um monday and uh perform and she was uh, I met her before the show and she was sweet as pie no pun intended (laughs) and uh, you know just so welcoming so welcoming and um and then I saw her and I was just I was just freaking blown away I mean I I get it you know what I mean she's she's a successful you know songwriter a pop singer she's got a great voice but like just stunning i mean the performance and what she brings to it um regardless of whether she wrote it but the fact that she wrote it is very you know that is that doesn't happen you know uh i mean you know it might be different vibe but you know it's like seeing lin-manuel do hamilton Mm -hmm. i mean totally different shows but but that's that's the kind of thing it was and she was just her voice was just spot on. I mean, you know, it it was just that, you know, 
you knew it was going to be good. I just, I was just like, wow. And, um, but you see why, you know, people are flocking to see her, you know, on a cold ass Monday in January, you know? <laughs> um, so it's, uh, um, you know, you kind of want to go, no, 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 the world, you, you need to know what's going on here, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, the crowds are great. So I think, I think the community knows and, um, it's just cool to be a part of. I think, I think right now it might still be a secret, but do you know who your Jenna is going to be? I don't think it's a secret because we kind of announced I'm going to, I'm going to do with uh, Stephanie Torns for um, at least three, maybe five weeks or maybe, maybe the whole run. I'm not sure. Okay. So Stephanie has done it. Yeah. She's done it a bunch and I'm so lucky to, you know, have a pro and, and just be able to lean her, lean on her. And, and I felt like there's, just great chemistry from day one. So really, really happy with that. Awesome. Well, as, as I was kind of just saying, it's like it's it's a, a fun adventure to go on a YouTube spiral of Joey McIntyre uh, musical theater performances. Um, and mm-hmm. I've seen you uh, singing the soliloquy from Carousel. Um, oh, I, I know yeah. <laughs> I know you recently. It's all out there. OK, that's good to know. Yep. Yeah. Yes, everything is captured. Um, and I know that you recently played Pseudolus, and a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, too. Um, so it seems to me yeah. like you're you're interested in, in a really wide variety of, of characters right now. Um, I mean, are you wanting to do more musical theater now, and what are the kind of roles that, that you're interested in going forward? Well, you know, as far as the variety, it was, yeah. I mean, I I joked that, like, I, pay, I played... You know, no one has ever played pseudolus in the MC in in the span of six months, like <laughs> in, in, in professional theater. <laughs> I wanna, I want, I challenge anybody that has done that. Um, pseudolus kind of came on. Uh, Joe Bari, who um, has been on Broadway and 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 Jersey Boys, is now the co-artistic uh, director at the Gary Marshall Theater, and I was lucky enough to be friends with Gary and, and part of their family. And, and, uh, it's just a special place. So he calls me, he's like, our pseudolist has to go on tour. And can you come in for pseudolist? Now I would normally never get, you know, cast as pseudolist. So that was the, so I was like, Oh man, like that is, you know, and, but he said, you got two weeks to learn the show. And I, knew of the show but I didn't know the show so talk about a challenge like literally two weeks and I just like jumped into it and it was you know it's a classic you know musical theater it's just it's amazing it's so much fun and you know to do that was just was just a trip and a real you know uh I wouldn't even call it a labor of love it was just like just really special and um Super fun. So I did that. And then, you know, um, yeah, I guess, you know, doing doing soliloquy, I did it. What was fun about that is my my wife at the time was actually pregnant. And um, it was kind of cool to, like, you know, really be in that song singing about, you know, having a baby on the way. And, um, you know, that song is a tour of force. So I was like, hell, let, let, let me give it a shot. And it was fun to do. Um, 
And I've, I've said recently, if, if Carousel, you know, continued a little bit, maybe I could have gone on, you know, in, in there. Um, but as far as, yeah, theater, you know, when I moved from from L.A. recently, um, I, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I moved to New York for a lot of reasons. Um, L.A. was great, but we were there for a long time and we just wanted to mix it up. And it was scary and crazy and exciting and all that. But at the top on my career list, I mean, the big reason was just I wanted to do more theater and I wanted to do it while I was, quote unquote, young. And, I, and you know, I, you know, on my deathbed, I wasn't going to say, geez, I wish I held out for a few more pilot seasons in L.A., you know, but but I would have I a regret would be that I didn't do enough theater. And um, so, you know, the power of intention is it's funny how much we can do in with our lives but when we really kind of focus and and put our hearts out there that the universe really kind of does its work and i came into you know in here in the summer and then in the fall i did a workshop for um uh the the wanderer which is the the show about dion demucci dion and the belmonts and oh, yeah. that was you know it's a legit broadway uh you know uh workshop and you know who knows what's going to happen with that but there's a lot of people excited about that and then i did a play, play reading called radio galaxy which is just a great play really i mean a really uh layered role like and and dangerous i mean the guy was basically uh you know this fearful father who you know said a lot of racist stuff because it just came from fear and anger and he you know there was a there was a journey for this actor and it was just uh it was great to be involved in that and then you know to jump into waitress is is really cool and you know to do it before you know i go on tour this spring with the, with the band it's um it's really um it really kind of all clicked in so yeah i mean this is this is kind of what I want to do. I know it's, you know, um, there are moments where I go, yeah, you know, you talk about eight shows. Well, you know, here it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I've never done eight shows a week with three kids. You know, last (laughs) time I did it, I was single and that was, you know, tough enough. They call them Broadway widows for a reason, you know, that, you know, you don't see your partners a lot, but, um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's going on. Well, I hope that there is a Billy Bigelow in your future. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I'm excited that you're a New Yorker and a theater person now. Hooray. Yeah, me too. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting and good luck with the show. I'm excited to see you in it. Thank you very much. Me too. Somehow I've fallen under your spell. Joey McIntyre will be in Waitress on Broadway from February 4th through April 7th. If you're a fan of the Billboard on Broadway podcast, please subscribe and give us lots of nice reviews and stars on iTunes. We're also on many other platforms, including Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Rebecca Millsoff, on Instagram at YouDownWithRMM. You can use hashtag Billboard on Broadway if you ever want to talk about how much you love the podcast on social media. 
And please come back soon for a new episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.